four Av, Dalid Av, Tzaddik, his conversations, 479. I also heard about a lesson the Rebbe gave on the verse, Arise, lift up the lad and hold him fast by your hand, for I will make him a great nation, Genesis 21.18. And one on the verse, But God led the people about by the way of the wilderness by the Red Sea, Exodus 13.18. And the members of our group also have a number of other lessons which the Rebbe gave before he was in the Holy Land. I do not wish to publish them, however, because I heard from the Rebbe that he did not want the lessons he taught before his pilgrimage to the Holy Land to be printed, and indeed he was unhappy about the fact that a number of them had already been printed. He only wanted what he said after his pilgrimage to be recorded. He said, Now that I have been in the Holy Land, even the simplest things I say should be written down. Tempting as it is to publish the lessons he gave prior to his pilgrimage, because in our judgment they also contain the most extraordinary and exalted teachings, the Rebbe having been a unique figure even before he went to the Holy Land. Even so, who can come after the king? Ecclesiastes 2.12 And who can know his reason for not wanting them printed? Nevertheless, I have not been able to refrain from copying a small portion of them in a number of places. 480. I myself once heard him say that swallowing one's saliva is conducive to bodily cleanliness. 481. The moon came before the sun, complaining that the sun was on duty mainly by day and during the summer, whereas she had to be on duty in wintertime, during the long nights and in the cold. The sun tried to placate her by having a garment made for her. All the biggest, most prestigious tailors were called in to make her garment. The little tailors also wanted to go, but they said, If we haven't been called, we should not go. The big, prestigious tailors answered the call, but they said it was impossible to produce a garment for the moon, because sometimes she was big and sometimes small. It would be impossible to work out the right measurements. The little tailors came along and said they could work out her measurements and make the garment. They said to the little tailors, If the big tailors can't do it, how can you? Rabbi Nachman's wisdom. His wisdom. 223. A number of people were once praising Rashi's commentaries in the Rebbe's presence. The gist of the conversation was that for a straightforward commentary on the Bible, one need only use Rashi's commentary, as many of the others follow the philosophers. Tzaddik, number 410. Some biblical commentaries occasionally abandon the traditional Talmudic and Midrashic interpretation in favor of one agreeing with philosophical teachings. These should be avoided. The only necessary commentary is that of Rashi. The Rebbe then remarked, You may not realize it, but Rashi is like the Torah's brother. Every Jew from childhood on studies both the written and oral Torah with Rashi's commentary. Think of this and you will understand Rashi's unique greatness. 224. Our sages teach that it is forbidden to gaze at what is above and below, what is before and what is after. Chagiga, 11b. See Tzaddik, number 560. The Rebbe said, There is a different above and below for each individual where he may not gaze. It all depends on his level. There are those whose intellect can go no further than the bounds of the physical world. They are therefore forbidden to delve any further. 
This is true of philosophers and scientists. Their intellect may reach up to the stars, but it cannot penetrate further. They know nothing beyond the sphere of the physical, and even within it, they are often mistaken, leading to their many disputes. We have already explained why one must avoid their works. Every man has a place where his intellect ends. Beyond this, it is forbidden for him to gaze, for this is what is above and below. There he must depend on faith alone. Forces of Evil B. 1. There are demons found in a person's house that destroy domestic harmony by bringing anger and quarreling into the home. This is why the woman is most often the initiator of dispute, as she is the essence of the home, as in, his house refers to his wife, Yoma 2a. However, sometimes the demons attach themselves to the other members of the household, causing them to suffer as a result of their quarreling and contentiousness. This is explicitly found in the verse, Their homes are peaceful without fear, Job 21.9, about which the sages teach, Without fear, these are the demons. And this is peaceful without fear, because peace and fear are opposites, fear being the demons that destroy peace. Thus, the verse concludes, And the rod of God is not upon them, which alludes to the above-mentioned suffering. Kitzur Lekutei Moharan 2, Lesson number 5 3. The growth of faith is expressed by the phrase, And your faith in the nights. Psalms 92.3 In other words, as the night is pushed off more and more, and the light of day draws nearer, faith grows greater and greater, until in the light of day, faith reaches its fullest dimensions, as in, they are new every morning, great is your faith. Lamentations 3.23 At that time, healing sprouts. As expressed in the verse, then your light will burst forth as the dawn, and your healing will quickly sprout. Isaiah 58.8 Similarly, through the revelation of counsel and advice, which is also associated with the revelation of light from within the darkness, faith also grows, and faith is the single most important factor in healing. 4. As a result of the collapse of holy faith, false beliefs are created and strengthened. Conversely, when holy faith is elevated and rectified, false beliefs are thereby weakened and they fall. Then the idolatrous nations abandon their false beliefs, they return to our holy faith, and converts are made. This sometimes manifests itself in the form of potential converts. That is, even though these Gentiles do not come and actually convert, nevertheless they recognize God in their own place, and they know and believe that there is the one primordial God. Other times, however, actual converts are made, in that Gentiles come and literally convert. 5. In the beginning, these converts are difficult and detrimental to the Jewish people because they instill pride and arrogance in our nation. 6. As a result of the pride and arrogance that are instilled in the Jewish people on account of these converts, the false leaders of the generation, who arrogantly lord it over the generation with no mandate whatsoever, thereby receive the sword of pride, as in the sword of your pride, Deuteronomy 33.29. For their rank was not given to them from heaven at all. These leaders even possess the power to punish those who are are unwilling to submit themselves to their rule. 
In truth, though, what they do is not really called punishment, but abuse, because they are nothing more than outright assailants, and they receive all this power through the sword of pride. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Seven Beggars The Sixth Day Rabbi Nachman concluded, It is very difficult for me to tell this story. However, since I have begun it, I am forced to end it. There is not a single redundant word in this story. One who is versed in the sacred literature will be able to understand some of the allusions. The story speaks of arrows and a certain power in the hands to turn back arrows. This is related to God's statement, My hand will grasp judgment. Deuteronomy 32.41 Rashi explains this verse, saying, When a human being shoots an arrow, he cannot turn it back, but when God shoots an arrow, he can. The concept of charity is seen as being related to the walls of water, which are the waves of the sea. This is alluded to in the verse, Your charity is like the waves of the sea. Isaiah 48.18 The story speaks of the power of grasping the winds in one's hand. This is alluded to in the verse, Who gathers up the wind in his palm? Proverbs 34 This is related to the concept of melody as mentioned elsewhere. Likutei Moharan 1.54 The ten types of melody and the ten types of pulses have been discussed Rebbe earlier. Nelson's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 194 With Thanks to God, Sunday, Vaid Hanan, 5595 To my dear beloved son, peace, life, and all good. I just now received your letter. For the moment, I have nothing to say, as you will probably be here next Shabbat, God willing, and then we will talk face to face. At the moment, speech must be restrained, as in Psalms 32.3. I fell silent, mute. We must fulfill, let him put his mouth into the dust in supplication. Maybe there is hope. Maybe, maybe. If you write me a thousand times about the intense bitterness of your heart, I know that I have already endured bitterness thousands upon thousands of times greater. May God have mercy from now on. As for the rest of our comrades, practically all of them will need to endure what they will. As I have seen, and I see it now, always until this very day, all the bitterness, sorrow, and suffering that come upon each person every moment of every day are all rooted in the destruction of the Holy Temple. For there is the essence of holiness, the main tikkun rectification of everything. From the time that the house of our life, our house of holiness, our house of splendor was destroyed, each day is worse than the previous, as our rabbis of blessed memory taught, Sota 48a. What can we say? What can we utter? Then there is each individual's own personal destroyed temple, i.e. the temple of wisdom and understanding. Who will stand up for us? We have no one to lean on but God's great compassion, elicited through the power of the true tzaddikim, who are constantly drawing forth new compassion. With this, we have the hope that we need not, God forbid, despair of crying out and screaming, particularly during these bitter days. If only our heads were filled with water and our eyes were a well of tears so that we could pour out our prayers like water before God until he consoles us and saves us from now on with true consolation and salvation forever. The words of your father writing with an inconsolable bitterness in his heart 
until God looks down from heaven and sees. Nussan of Breslov. Reb Nussan's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 448. With thanks to God, Tuesday, Bishalach, 5604, Cherin. Greetings to my dear learned son, Reb Yitzchak, may he live, along with all his children, may they live. I arrived here from Kremenchug before last Shabbat, Torah reading Bo. God willing, I will travel to Medvedevka this week, and from there to Teravitsa. May God grant me a safe journey. I already sent you a letter from here, the week of Torah reading Va'era, and I subsequently received a letter from you this week. I am extremely busy right now, though I very much want to fulfill your wish and write you something to strengthen you to be happy. But I have already written you a tremendous amount, and all of the holy books are in front of you. Study them over and over. At present, I simply have no time. The post is leaving soon, and I am now wrapped in my talit. I have not yet put on my Rabbeinu Tam to fill in. Fortify yourself determinedly, my dear son. Bring yourself to joy over his salvation that we merited to draw close to the one that we did. He has done us good, he does us good, and he will do us good. In his kindness, God sent me some wonderful new ideas about these three bestowals of good, and through his kindness they are already written down. Lekutei Halachot, Pidyon Bechor 5, and Matana 5. It is impossible, though, to explain them in this context. Hope to God at all times, and he will save you. The words of your father, waiting for salvation, Nasan of Breslau. Shemot HaTzadikim, Isei Ben Akiva, or Ben Akavya. He is Yosef Ishhutzal. He is Yosef Abavli. He is Isei Ben Goraryeh. He is Isei Ben Yehuda. He is Isei Ben Gamliel. He is Isei Ben Mahalalal. And what was his name? Isei Ben Akavya. Isei Barhine. Isei Avuha de Rabbi Zera. And some say Achua de Rabbi Zera. Isei Ben Menachem. Isei Berei de Rabbi Yitzchak de Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Isei de Kisrin. Isei ben Shammai, Abba Isei ben Yochanan, Rabbi Isei, Isur Giora, Isak, there were two, Eifa ben Rachba, Rav Ika bar Oven, Rav Ika bereder of Ami, Rav Ika bereder Rabbi Chanina, Rav Ika mi Pashrunya, Rav Ika berav Idi, Rav Ika avua de Rav Acha, Rav Itai, Rav Aloni ben Tabariai, Rav Eliho Enai, Rabbi Eliakum Shamaya de Rava, Eliakum Aviv Shal Rabbi Yochanan, Eliashuv. Reb Nassim's Prayers 2, Prayer number 29 on the Kutei Moharan 2, 28. Master of the world, please recall the pride and delight that you have received from all of the tzaddikim in every generation, and from the totality of the Jewish people, your holy nation. Recall all of the pride and delight that you still receive from the totality of the Jewish people, your nation, as well as from the tzaddikim in this generation and their truly worthy followers, from which all of the holiness of the land of Israel is drawn. May I too possess a portion of this pride. May I return to you and truly do your will, until your presence will take pride in me always at every moment. In your vast compassion you chose us from all the nations. You take pride in us every generation. This pride rises as a crown and as a diadem upon your head, like tefillin. The holiness of the land of Israel is drawn from that pride. 
Because pride radiates from the eyes, the eyes of your providence gaze upon the land of Israel, and from that the land receives its great holiness. Because your holy eyes, which are the eyes of wisdom and knowledge, are drawn to the land, its atmosphere bestows wisdom. As the verse states, it is a land that Hashem your God seeks. The eyes of Hashem your God are always on it, from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. Therefore, have compassion on me and on the entire Jewish people. May the holiness of the land of Israel be revealed to us until we will truly yearn long and pine for it always. May we pray a great deal on this theme to you who are filled with compassion until we will come to the land of Israel quickly, swiftly, and speedily. Sound the great shofar for our freedom. And in your vast compassion and mighty loving kindness, Help us travel every year to the true tzaddikim for Rosh Hashanah. May I be counted among the people of your nation of Israel who are worthy and wholehearted and who gather to be together with the true tzaddikim on Rosh Hashanah. You alone know the value of the gathering of your nation, the Jewish people, on Rosh Hashanah together with the true tzaddikim. You alone know how much pride and great awesome delight you receive every Rosh Hashanah from the holy gathering of your nation, the Jewish people, together with the true tzaddikim. In your multitudinous compassion and mighty loving kindness, may we be included in this pride and these delights. May no obstacle obstruct us, no hindrance hinder us, and no barrier bar us. May we always, every year, come together with the holy and awesome gathering of the worthy members of your nation, the Jewish people, who join together with the true tzaddikim every Rosh Hashanah. As a result of this, may you always take pride in us and always draw us onto, and draw onto us the holiness of the land of Israel. Help us look at the beautiful loveliness of the glory of the face of the true tzaddikim, who are the totality of loveliness. These tzaddikim are composed of all of the pride and delights of the totality of the Jewish people, which you receive through these tzaddikim as a result of their acting always to bring the Jewish people close to you. In your vast compassion, enable me to truly look at their faces always, in particular during the holy days of Rosh Hashanah, which is the principal time of that pride, when their faces shine brightly with the light of the totality of the pride and the delight of the entire holy gathering that converges to be with them. Please, Hashem, in your vast compassion, enable us to truly look at the pride of the glory of their holy and awesome faces so that as a result we will receive and draw onto ourselves a wondrous illumination from this pride. May the holiness of the holy tefillin always be drawn onto us, and their beautiful holiness blaze from our eyes. May every place that we look and gaze be sanctified with the sanctity of the land of Israel. Then whoever has experienced the quality of the holy land of Israel will feel its holiness when he meets us, he will recognize us, knowing and realizing that we have been in the company of the true tzaddikim on Rosh Hashanah.